Welcome to the Empowered Movement Podcast. Hello, friends. It is me, the host, Dr. Emily Rausch. I am a sports medicine chiropractor located in Boise, Idaho. I specialize in working with pole, aerial, and circus artists and treat people both in person and virtually. So if that's something that you're interested in, hit me up. Um, a few disclaimers. Well, mostly one disclaimer. I have a amazing golden retriever. His name is Samson that insists on being very close to me all the time. So there is a high chance that you will hear some random noises coming from him. It is what it is. And now on to the episode. Hello, friends. I hope you're having a wonderful day. It is Friday when I'm recording this. So I'm hoping that you're having a great Friday if it's Friday for you when you're listening to this. Um, The topic that I wanted to discuss today was actually my post from that I made on Instagram today. And it is one of the reasons why I developed the style of business that I have developed. But then I also feel like it's worth exploring because if stuff were to change, I probably like wouldn't have a job, which is like a catch-22 for me, but um, I'm okay with it, to be honest. So my post for today says, there's a disconnect between what's being taught in studios and how the body works. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that this is the reason that I had the idea to start my practice, my business, the way that it is, because while I was in chiropractic school, so I started pole dancing while I was in chiropractic school, and I did not have a lot of this style of movement background in my like movement history. I grew up playing more traditional sports. Um, I threw the javelin in college. I liked to run, well, liked to run. I haven't been running very much lately. Um, played soccer, basketball, softball. Um, yeah, pretty much like any ball traditional sport that you could do in like a standard high school experience. Um, those are the sports that were accessible to me. So the ones that I spent the majority of my life doing, and it wasn't until I was in my like mid to late twenties that I got more into the aerial world. And when I first entered it, I wasn't really interested in working like with the human body. It was just something that I did um, for fun. And I really, truly enjoyed it. But then when I decided that I wanted to continue my education and become a doctor of chiropractic, I continued doing aerial things, but I started looking at kind of what was being taught, how were, um, stuff, how was like stuff described, like how were new tricks described, what cues were being used, um, how was just like, like the overall class structured and, like for anyone that's ever had me as a student, I don't want you to feel anxious being like, oh my gosh, like Emily's in my class and she's like analyzing all of the things that I'm doing. Um, I'm more than happy to help if you would like feedback and you feel like there's something that you wish you knew more about, like more than happy to help, but really do try to just like show up as like student Emily, not Dr. Emily when I am taking classes. That being said, um, I don't really have the ability to completely turn my brain off while I am in class. So I pay attention to, you know, little things like, you know, which tricks are we doing first, which um, cues are being used of all the different cues, what progressions are 
um, and or regressions are being taught for different things, kind of how are things being explained. And I have trained in, I'm in quite a few studios now in quite a few different states with people that have a variety of different backgrounds. And one of the things that I have noticed both in my own personal pole journey and then talking to pole dancers like all across the world on a regular basis is that there really is a disconnect between what like movement science, sports science, anatomy, kinesiology, biomechanics, like all of the millions of dollars that have been spent on like learning how the human body functions and what is being taught in studios. And for part of it, I can give people some grace because it's like, hey, you know, I didn't really choose to become like an expert in the human body. Like I am teaching pole because I enjoy pole dancing or, um, you know, I was asked to to start teaching and like I thought it would be fun or I needed extra income. And so like I'm teaching classes now and I can appreciate that. I really, truly can appreciate that. But the flip side is, is that if you, as an instructor, don't have the knowledge to work with people and work with the human body, you are setting both yourself and the students that are, like, let's be honest, paying for your services up for potentially some some bad things to happen and bad things can be like, you know, a mild injury to, you know, potentially some, um, like self-esteem things happening to like life altering injuries. And I have met people on that entire spectrum. Like I've met people who, um, instructors made some like probably unintentional, like offhanded comment that really impacted how the student, like viewed themselves and their bodies. I've worked with people who have had, you know, some minor kind of like aches and pains because a how to do a move wasn't explained very well and they, you know, fell out of it. Things kind of kind of hurt. To people that have had like concussions and now have some like lasting concussion symptoms because they have a traumatic brain injury, which is what a concussion is because they like weren't spotted correctly or their instructor wasn't really prepared to teach the move that they were teaching. And so therefore like kind of skipped some steps and the student was the one that ended up paying the price. Um, I also have some people that have like video evidence of a training session with their instructor where the student is being very, very vocal about how things are not feeling good. And the instructor is like, okay, do it again. Um, and like the instructor gets to leave this situation, this scenario, like completely fine. But then the student is the one that has to deal with like now recovering from all of these things. And so there's there's this disconnect happening. And I don't one know if um, enough instructors uh, realize that or like are aware of how much of an impact that they have on the students that are in their class in a variety of different ways. So first step to anything I think is like realizing and admitting that we have a problem. And from my perspective, at least um, the poll community like has a problem when it comes to instructors 
and honestly like how easy it is to become an instructor without having that background knowledge that you need to be to be a coach because that's really what you are like you can call yourself an instructor but you're really acting as like a personal trainer or a coach um, just within like the aerial world and if you were to kind of extrapolate it to other industries like if you wanted to work at a gym like you would have to at least I would hope um, and most of the gyms that I've interacted with at least like you have to have some sort of like degree like you have to have your personal training certification or your like level one crossfit coach certification like you have to have something to say like hey I have like a baseline of competency in working with like this style of movement um and I know that there's pole instructor trainings that exist um probably quite a few different ones I have been to one of them and I'm not going to name the name because I'm I have some thoughts that are um not the best to be honest about the instructor training that I went to so I think one like having some sort of certification is like the bare minimum like literally the bare ass minimum that every instructor should have and then from there you should have like regular continuing education requirements to be able to continue instructing and so in most um like most personal training certifications like you would take a test and like you would study go through a course take a test um and then you have to have a certain number of continuing education credits for whatever your like licensing um, structure is. So sometimes it's a year, sometimes it's three years, whatever. And to be able to renew your license, you have to take X number of continuing education courses so that you are not just taking the like bare ass minimum recommend recommendations requirements um, to be able to to do this and saying like, okay, now I know everything that there is to know because you don't. Um, and I think that's those two things are missing a lot from the pole world. Um, I know that a lot of different studios will have their own like instructor certification and that can vary very widely and greatly between like studio to studio. Um, I know that a lot of studios don't have that. It's just um, like you seem like you're proficient in doing the movement and so therefore there's the assumption that you are good enough to teach other people but doing and teaching are two incredibly different things and there can be a really big um, difference between the two like very big disconnect between like an instructor and I'm I'm going to assume that people that are listening to this like have been in classes with instructors where it's like, I'm really proud that you can do that cool move, but you do not have the like skill set to be able to break that down and teach it to, to me and to other people in this room. So doing and teaching are two incredibly different things. And then on that, um, I think as a community um, we need to make sure that our certifications are good, to be honest. Um, and good meaning like you're interacting with professionals that are 
treating people that are injured from your sport, if that makes sense. So one of the gripes that I had about the um, certification that I went through, it I'm looking at the book right now. It lists like all of the things that it's approved for so that you can have, you know, all of these like certification, ACE, NASM, one of them in Australia, really great. But then the quality of the stuff that you're learning in it, in my opinion, and obviously like I'm a little bit biased because I come from it from a healthcare perspective, but a lot of the stuff that is in it is like half right. Like it's like not fully there where it's like, you're, you're so close. You're so close to having like the full rounded picture. Um, but there's a lot missing from what you're actually teaching. And I can understand why, because a lot of these um, certifications, they tr- they try to make it be a accessible, I guess probably would be the best word where, you know, it's a, you do a little work on your own before you go to it. And then you have like two eight hour days where you go through the book. And a lot of it is focused on, um, like going through their like kind of skills checklist. And when you're doing that much stuff like that quickly, you're not really, you can't really get into like the weeds, right? Like the details of, of different things. So you kind of hit like a surface level for most of the stuff. And then um, since there's not any like requirements to keep up with things or really just have that be explained like okay this is you know like the the literal floor of what you should know but like here are some resources for ways to um like continue your education and go from there um that's missing and so yeah I had a a really long conversation with my instructor for the certification that I did afterwards where I'm like this is really great but there are like sports science principles that like are not being taught that are really important or like the way that this is being explained is like not the full picture and like things are missing and the consequences of what happens or can happen because it doesn't happen to everyone but can happen from that is that people get hurt because of it and that is heartbreaking to me and I literally like make a living helping people like recover from injuries for the most part. But um, like, I don't, I don't want that for the world. Like I don't want that for anyone because I get to, I get to hear how much not being able to do the things that people want to do, like impacts their quality of life. So it's not, um, it's not uncommon for people to come to me. And when we schedule our like either in-person kind of discovery assessment or like um, the virtual assessment that people will cry um, because they like can't do the things that they want to do. And it, you know, it impacts their mental health. It impacts their self-esteem. It impacts their physical health because they're no longer able to, you know, move. Um, It can impact their family. If they have a family, you know, like you have shoulder pain and you have little kids and you can't pick your kid up anymore. Like, that's an issue or, um, you know, you're, you're in so much pain that you're grumpy to, to the people around you. Like it impacts your relationships. Like it really has more of an impact than, um, people realize. So that is, yeah, something that's been 
been weighing on me for a long time, honestly, and it's something that I don't know really truly know what the like best solution is to it besides having um some like more probably more regulation would be the best to be like you can't you can't be a pole instructor unless you have gone through some sort of certification and then have the certifications be better than they currently are or at least the one I don't want to speak for all of them at least the one that um I went to needs to be in my opinion improved or could be improved I guess um and so that that is kind of my intention behind my post for today and kind of my intention behind a lot of the content that I share is well, kind of one twofold so let's be clear like this is how I earn a living and working with people is how how I earn a living but then two I feel like the more that we have these conversations about what we should want and expect for the poll community and from our instructors is super super important um in a conversation that I don't think we're having quite enough and then I also feel like kind of dwelling into some of the stuff that I saw um Carmen Black and I for please forgive me if I am mispronouncing your name um they posted a list of questions on their story the other day that I thought was really interesting so it a few of them are like when exploring what teachers to take classes from, like how do you pick which teachers you're going to invest your like time, money, and effort in? How much are you aware of their previous movement experience? How long have they been teachers in their industry? Who taught them? Are they certified? And what, what qualifications are the, um, does that like certification give them? have they spent time being or like educating themselves on being trauma informed? Cause that's a, a really big one too. Um, what is their process for developing themselves as a person, as an, as an instructor learning, teaching, what are their values regarding dance and tradition? Um, and does that matter to you? And if you knew more of those answers on a regular basis from your instructors, like would that impact who you choose to invest your time and money and um, effort into, but then also trust, right? Like that, I think that's kind of a, a key part of the issue that I have is like going into a studio and taking a class with someone is that student saying, I trust you. Like I am putting my trust in you to guide me through this session in a safe and healthy manner. And that is something that I think we should take more seriously and therefore kind of not treat this as like a, even though it is a hobby for a lot of people and I get that, but if you are shifting from it being your hobby to you are now earning an income from doing this, like it's a job and you need to treat it like a job. And just like any other job you would have to like keep up on your skills, right? And like be good and try to advance. Um, and I know that can seem kind of challenging because it's like, well, I'm going to get a promotion at my pool studio. No, like I'm probably just going to continue teaching the classes that like work with my schedule or fit in with what the, the studio needs. But striving to be a better teacher 
and a better instructor, which means like investing in your education and your movement um, yourself so that the people that are trusting you and investing in you can can benefit from that. So um, that's my little spiel. Um, Wanted to verbalize it a little bit more about it. And one of the things that I've been pondering, because I know it seems like me just like sitting on the sideline being like, pole instructors need to do better, um, is seeing if there's some interest in developing like a teacher train. I don't know if teacher training is the right thing, but it may be a community of pole instructors that want, like that they're interested in this. They're interested in learning more about the body, interested in investing in their education and developing as, um, as an instructor and as a movement provider, but don't really know how. So yeah, potentially creating a educational community, I guess, um, around that where you can learn new things and fun things about that. Um, which I think is worth pointing out. I'm going to sit here and like be on my high horse. Um, it's something that I find a lot of value in and is one of my core things is like investing in my education and continually trying to be the best provider that I can be both as a chiropractor, but also like I teach classes as well, also as a pole instructor. So I am constantly learning and investing in becoming a a better person and a better um, provider, better coach, better instructor, whatever role that I'm playing at that moment. So it's not, yeah, it's not me just like coming on here and saying like, you should all do this. I think we all should. I think we all should um, want more, take it seriously, work on having pole be a movement, sport, movement, art that we can all really benefit from. And then as a community, kind of standing up and saying, like, we're not going to really tolerate shit in our community, right? Like, if you're going to be an instructor in this movement practice, we have standards for becoming an instructor and standards for continuing to be an instructor and what that should look like. So that is, yeah, my Friday afternoon spiel, um, would be super curious to hear your thoughts on it. And for a variety of different ways, like if you think I'm off base or if you agree, or if you have any, um, experience with different certifications, pluses and minuses to, to any of them, so that we can um, grow and develop as a community. So with that, I will let y'all go. Have a great day. Enjoy your Friday and your weekend if you listen to this on the weekend. And um, yeah, be gentle with yourself. There's a lot going on in the world and it can be overwhelming. And so take care of yourself, rest, find balance and everything that you do as much as you can. Okay, bye.